So, you want to be a better trader, better investor, make more profits, or just get a better understanding of the financial markets? This is the podcast for you. You are listening to Traders of Money, brought to you by Trade Delicious. Now your host, Jordan Mellor. And uh, I have a question for you to start us off um, right where we want to be. Do you consider yourself a professional trader? This is really like the most asked question probably to myself. And I always say no, because I think I'm still on the journey. Um, but like, yeah, the all, all over answer would be no, I don't consider myself to be as a professional trader. It's interesting because um, I find a lot of people, there's, there's never a wake up time to where it's like, yeah, I am a professional trader. Like we never hit that aspect of, yeah, I do this. I mean, do you do this full time? Yes, I do it full time. And, um, and still, I consider myself not a professional trader just because I do go through the phases where I'm really good, I'm really bad, I struggle, I don't struggle. So the consistency within trading is kind of okay, but then... I know myself, if that even makes sense. I know myself, mm -hmm. so that's why I can say that, you know, I am not there yet. I'm still learning. I'm still um, getting better day by day. Do you, do you have many funded accounts or are you more of a retail trader? I have funded accounts. I have also my personal account. So I trade prop firms and personal accounts. So yeah, both. <laughs> You're sounding a lot like a professional trader here, Anna. <laughs> I won't lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to touch on this because I like the aspect of, of you're still learning um, and, and the personality you put forward. You're very open. You're very truthful about everything you're doing and how you're doing it. Um, you're willing to, you know, swallow your gut sometimes and, and be like, yes, I was wrong. I made a mistake. Um, and not many people, especially in this industry, are willing to do that openly for everyone to see and, and really see what the journey's like. And that's why I wanted to ask you if you considered yourself a professional trader, because I've never considered myself a professional trader. I, I know a lot of people that, that trade big, big accounts still do not consider themselves a professional trader. And I was just wondering to see what your outlook was, because a lot of people, there's no wake up moment or you sign a contract that says, I'm now a professional trader. So it's a very interesting topic that I, I wanted to start us off with. Yeah, do I you, think it really depends Sorry. on where you are on your journey I think so it's like I think once hopefully in the future at some point I will be like this you know a click and I'll be oh I am a professional trader but you know but now honestly and truthfully I still say I am on the learning journey although yes I do have my own account I do have prop firms and I trade them and I get actually withdrawals so it's like I am profitable but still I don't feel as if I am, you know, a professional, like pro, you know, like pro. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's just not doing it. <laughs> do, do you think that's, what's your idea of a pro? Like, what, what do you see when you, you hear a professional trader or, or let's say let's say it's your goal to become a professional trader? What are you picturing? Like, wh what are you striving for? I think the most important thing for me, like, I have tried to put this in, you know, what what would it look like when I am a professional trader? I think that would be at the time where my journal would look great. Like there wouldn't be emotional burst out, you know, like because sometimes I get affected by emotions where I have a bad day and then I go and revenge trade. I still mm. do that. 
honestly, like truthfully, I still go out, you know, and have those days. And I think professional trader, um, obviously, I think another thing you would say is treat as a, as a business, although I do treat it as a business, but sometimes I definitely can see that, you know, it's going down the hill and I have those ups and downs still. So I think it's all will be at the point where I will look at my journal and I will be like, okay, wow, I am actually doing great. This is consistent. Like my emotions are perfect, you know, and still at the, although like professional trader, but still like learning all the time and just um, getting that, wisdom from you know like whatever i can kind of catch i'm just mm. want to absorb that wisdom because there's so much to learn still so there is <laughs> yeah yeah you never stop learning and i think that's a really good point for a lot of people to take away there is your idea of a professional trader has nothing to do with monetary award it has everything to do with consistency in how you're trading decisions you're making mm -hmm. That right there is is exponential in itself, and a lot of people should take away from that. Monetary reward comes after you've done the hard work, and it kind of comes as a consequence almost um, of what you're doing. It's not necessarily something you strive for in trading. Um, you never stop learning in trading, whether it's futures, options, FX, CFDs, whatever you're trading, and it does sometimes punch you in the face <laughs> and can catch you uh can catch you off guard when it does um have you found you've adapted trading into your life do you feel like trading has changed your life outside of trading yes because first of all i always say this to people i am mum of four and my you know like ultimate job my job number one is to be a mum. so mm. in trading yes although i say i do trade full time but to be fair, full-time is mum and only then it's trading. But many people don't consider being mums, you know, mum is not a full-time job, but it actually is. So I'm having two full-time jobs. I'm being a mum and also a trader. So yes, it does change my life because, you know, trading, although everyone says, you know, trading is such a good job because you can trade whatever you want, you know, wherever, whenever. But the truth is, there we can go, you know, and talk about the strategies because not every strategy allows you to actually pick the time. Oh, I want to trade at this time because I have time. No, like different strategies has like you need to sit at the table at that moment, but maybe at that moment you need to be and do the school run or you need to be and help your kids. You know, there's clubs for them. You need to take them. So it has definitely changed my life. Um, I would say like I'm more planning things now. I'm more mm -hmm. kind of better at um, time managing and obviously uh, the monetary award, you know, like money, finances, it's also changed my life that way. But um, I would still say the biggest changes for me was to just connect it together with family. And that's where I sometimes still struggle, like to connect that because full-time job as a mom, definitely number one, and then full-time job as a trader, that's like number two. So I try to kind, kind of work around my children. And actually that's the reason why I wanted to be a trader because there was this availability like to work around mm. the family. Um, so yeah, full-time, full-time. <laughs> That's interesting. So let, let's let's start diving into your process. Um, obviously, being so your day so split up, yet still trying to be so confined in in small areas of the market at certain times. 
how do you find an edge within there? What is your strategy looking at kind of all time frames and you're just pulling the trigger when you're at the desk sitting there and something pops up? Um, are you setting alerts throughout the day? How, what's your process in, in going on there? Right, so every single day what I do when I wake up, um, I do like my morning routines and everything. And I think the most important thing is just to sit down and just start to go from higher time frame to lower time frame. And that's what I do. And I start with like daily. I look at previous daily highs, daily lows. Then I go on four hours and I look for the zones where is the price has been the most within the four hours. Um, and then I go to my favorite favorite time frame ever, which is 15 minutes. And then I set alerts and alerts are literally the savior. Like I think because of the alert, I can actually do this job. And I just set alerts where I want my price to go kind of, and I know this will sound to some like, oh, she's actually predicting the market because it's like, oh, how do you know where the price is going to go? But looking at the market, obviously looking at the charts, you will see where the price has been. And um, you just sit, you know, like we can call it like support resistance to keep it super simple. You set just your alerts at the support resistance and you just wait till price goes in there. And um, and sometimes, don't get me wrong, it's not all time perfect. You know, sometimes it gets really, really messy because the, you know, alert works right at the time when I need to be at the, you know, with the kids. And, um, and then it's like, oh, I need to grab my phone, quickly check if there's a setup or not. Um, but what I have found what works for me is just to really analyze market to the point where even if you take your phone, you will still be able to see your idea, what you want it to do, like like a daily bias. If you know what I mean, mm -hmm. it's like to set a daily bias. And if you if you in the morning, you can see that, OK, I think the price is more bullish because it's just telling me there's higher highs, you know, and, and the new lows are not making. And you just like, OK, I'm bullish for the day. And you just kind of work through it so i think definitely alerts doing the higher time frames to lower time frames and just um and as, as funny as that is just through the day actually go and check go and check your desktop that's what i do just go and check mm -hmm. the price where the price is and it can get messy but it works for me and obviously this is not going to work for everyone what i'm trying to say in here you know but for me alerts work just perfectly and although it can get like oh sometimes it gets like oh Crazy, crazy time, you know, I need to be there. <laughs> but um, I think, yeah, like I say, this is what actually helps me to, to trade and to be there at the right time when the alert hits. And I'm like, okay, I need to go now. <laughs> so you go and play, you know, yeah. do something. I need to be there <laughs> to trade. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, so so you, you're sitting down, most of your work's done in the morning. You set up, set up the charts, you get everything ready for the day, you draw up all your analysis to the point, you just need to quickly look at it and you can see what you were thinking yeah. early this morning. And then you're waiting for it to unfold uh, while spending time with your family. Once the alerts hit, that's when you you essentially pull the trigger. You double check and, and then pull the trigger. Yeah. Correct? And, and you know what I also want to mention is that, you know, there will be traders who will say, I only specifically trade one session. For me, mm. my strategy has worked to the point where I honestly don't care what time it is. If the mm. price is in my zone and if I see the setup, you know, I'll take it. The only thing when I really, really don't want to trade is when it's the market closure because then, the, as we know, spreads go high and then mm -hmm. there can be some manipulation going on. So that is the time I normally try to avoid. And obviously, I'm also blessed because I live in the UK. So the time zones are just perfect. I can trade London and I can trade New York. And the Asian session, sometimes I do get 
um, you know, setups in there, but mostly it's like London and New York. So, and mm-hmm. like I say, blessed because I live in the right time zone. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm definitely on the other side of that one. Um, but yeah, it, it is a matter of, of obviously you, you're looking to trade the volatility because what I'm picking is you're trying to trade some bounces off previous levels where prices is, is obviously rejected. Um, okay, let's, in the event, obviously, you're out and about, you're spending time with your kids, uh, you've got your setups and stuff. All I'm hearing in my head, now maybe this is just because personally this is what would get me, is um, fear of missing out. Fear <laughs> of missing out is going to be a big element of, of trading. You know, if you were driving, you get home and you see that it's already run, how are you preventing yourself from getting in these positions later? How are you preventing yourself from getting in these positions early, knowing you're going to be busy with the setups looking? I, I, like That's just a big red flag uh, that I hear ringing, or a bell, should I say, that I hear ringing in my ear right now, that that may be a, an emotion that you battle a lot with the way that you trade. How do you go about that? I think you just read me as an open book in here. Honestly, I just felt like, you <laughs> like you're, you're cutting me deep. <laughs> um, Sorry. Honestly, it is the truth because, you know, like you say, I can be doing something else. You know, family comes first always and forever, mm-hmm. you know, but, and then there is the setup go- going on and, you know, and I miss it. And what do I do? I have caught myself doing it so many times, so many times. And, um, and I just get in anyways, because it's like, there's either fear of getting into that trade or you get in, but you're too late. So, mm. and obviously sometimes it still works out, but to be fair, I do need to, I do need to admit, <laughs> it's like, like, again, you read me like a book. It is the most what I do, like where my mistakes come from because of that missing out. Um, Cause like, I'm basically trying to chase the market. That could be another explanation. And um Obviously, because there's very systematic traders who will trade just one pattern, right? But for me, it's not like that. It's like I actually need to, you know, follow through the price action, what's going on. And um, and I could be like getting in too early or too late. And, and there will be, I think there will be like like a little split between the traders who will say, oh, but then you don't know really what you're doing because you're doing this, this, this. It's like, that's why I say, I'm not professional. I'm still learning, <laughs> still struggling with this. It's like, you really need to be thinking precisely, like when it comes to entering. And then when I write my journal, I'm like, yeah, you had this thing going on. You couldn't make, you know, um, at mm. the right time, but still you entered the trade. Sometimes it did work out, but most of the time it doesn't. And then I kind of have this oh stupid thing where I'm just like biting myself even more and I'm putting myself into a bigger hole. Now it's like very emotional looking, but mm. it is the truth because it is the struggle. And um, look, and I'm mum, but there's traders who also work full time. How do they, you know, cope with that? So I'm actually mm. thinking I'm not that um, unlucky, you know, poor me, poor me, pity party and all that kind of stuff. I just need to get over it. And, uh, and yeah, and that's where I really need to learn because if I miss a trade, and if the, you know, if it's gone, then I just need to let it go. Because sometimes you just go like, I'll try again. I'll try again. I'll try here. I'll try there. But the trade is gone. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you read me really, yeah. really well. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, I, the reason I, I picked that up is, is just that's how I would feel trading uh, that way. And, and in my trading, the biggest issue was 
for me to to overcome and sometimes as you say it does still creep back in was the fear of losing so it wasn't necessarily a fear of moving out it was more of a fear of losing i would close yeah. trades too early i would get out of positions um i'm definitely a big push in less systematic more reactive trading mm-hmm. um rather than like set a stop loss set a take profit that's where i'm buying type stuff i would be like now let's keep an eye on price action scale in mm-hmm. scale out um so I, i'm definitely on on par there but that's why i brought that up because i, I it just resonated with me that i can imagine that would be a, a pretty devastating and and tough one to overcome in in that style of trading and there's nothing more annoying than when you just miss a perfect setup and you only remember the ones that work out <laughs> you only remember the ones work out but um it does happen and it <laughs> it does happen and it's a very real thing that we need to analyze and consider um when it comes down to journaling, you, you've mentioned obviously your perfect trader has got a journal that just looks so consistent. You're in the zone, win or loss, doesn't matter. You're in the zone, you're doing everything right. Mm-hmm. What revolutionized your trading journal? I know a lot of people when they start out trading, they journal, right? They, they mm-hmm. Entry point, exit point, uh, how many lots they bought, the time they entered, et cetera. I find that information pretty useless. I think a statement can, you know, an account statement can give that what revolutionized mine was when I started analyzing emotion um, and why I was making decisions. How did you incorporate that into your trading? When did that become a thing and how confronting was it for you when you did start doing that? You know, like, like you say, it, the journaling changed for me the way uh, when I started to write down my emotions and you know what, like I felt even like really weird. Like trading is all about numbers. Why should I even write my emotions? You know, that was like, time ago but but then I just started to feel um I was like okay I'll write emotions when I enter the trade so I would just um and I use paper and pen I'm so terrible but now I'm starting to use notion <laughs> so just something more digital but uh I would write down literally you know how I feel was I scared why was I scared you know and then like ask myself a lot of questions and the most questions were why am I scared to enter the trade if I do feel like you know there's a fear is it because I'm risking too much is it because I'm not sure about the setup? Is it because I'm just too fast? Everything is happening too fast and I'm like not having a clear head kind of thing, you know, like questions like that. And then I would also like write down my emotions after the trade. And that's where you can actually, for me, when I was reading my emotions after the trade, that's where I can just make an adjustment because I would see, okay, after the trade, it's a winning trade. Sometimes I'm so happy. I cannot like, <laughs> Right, I made one percent. You know, like you know, this is. And I was like, oh my goodness, professional trader, right? <laughs> <laughs> but um, where we do learn the most is where I learn the most is after my losing trades or my missing trades, because I would like also sometimes write down the missing trade. You know, this was a perfect setup, and I never took it. You know, I never took it because there was no time for me. But this would be, you know, a really good trade and stuff like that. But the emotion part um, is so, so important to actually understand, you know. And uh, for me, um, I would say when it comes to my personal account, I always have this fear of losing the money because (laughs) this is going to be really funny when when I'm going to say this. (laughs) I trade my personal account. I treat it like a business. I am scared to lose a pound, scared to death like lose a pound. I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm losing a pound. So when when it comes to trading my personal account, 
I will not take stupid setups. I will not chase the price. But when it comes to prop firms, I'm more relaxed because I think that's a prop firm. That's not my account. I know it's so weird, but just being honest and it's, and I am getting a lot bit better, but still with a prop firm, I can be like 2% a day loss. That's fine. 2% a day loss on my personal account. Never, like never, <laughs> it's not happening. And it's like, um, yeah, like definitely when you journal, journal your emotions and try to understand because if you just journal just like that, like there's no point. You don't you don't need to do that then. Like don't do it. Journal and then go back and try to actually understand, you know, what is that you could improve on? What is that you could do better? So for me, I definitely improve in the way where I try to be not as emotional and um what I've learned if I feel the fear it's probably because I'm trading with a too much risk. So just lower mm. the risk. That's like, um, and I've said it so many times, if you have that fear, then it's probably the risk. You're just risking too much um, because that's normally what it is. Because uh, as a traders, we all want to make millions in a day, right? <laughs> so, and that's how we tend to over risk. And, uh, and, um, and yeah, and you know what? Another thing that I noticed in my journal was... Um, I would say this like brain fog, brain fog all the time. You know, mm. I felt like after the trade, I just felt like terrible because I would go and look back, like, why did I even took that trade? You know, try to find a confirmation. Why did I took it? And it didn't make sense. Like, why, why did I even take the trade? And then you realize, you know, that's, those are the trades where it comes over trading, revenge trading. You know, that's, those are the trades where it's like completely all emotional and stupid and like crazy gambler mode coming in, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> that's like bad. But now I have the journals. I can look back. At least I know myself now to the point where I'm like, okay, I really need to stop. Like I really need to stop this and start again and start clean and just, you know, go away from these bad emotions and just let's look at clear way and just let's try to trade again, the way I am trading and I know I'm a good trader. I'm a good trader. I can do this. I can do this. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, so, it yeah. can be, it can be tough, especially from a, a self-confidence sometimes, um, because when we lose, we beat ourselves up and when we win, we gas ourselves up. And that's why you see such big ego differences in trading and, and the whole world of always say 20% mechanical, 80% the trader that makes the money um, and, and how you manage things. Couple of things I wanted to unpack from from what you said there. We'll touch on the difference you find between your personal accounts and prop trading accounts in a second, because I, I, I don't, I agree with you, but I also don't agree with you. But we'll we'll touch on that in a second. Um, you mentioned obviously you started to dive into your emotions. Now you know when you're feeling brain fog, you should not be trading. Um, when you've got a fear of losing, you know now okay, I'm probably risking too much here. Um, obviously, it, it takes a little while for you to become familiar with yourself. Yeah. A lot of people when starting journaling, and I've noticed this when doing the PA meetings we do at the firm, they skip out on journaling their bad trades. They'll journal their good ones really well. It'll be so thorough and great. And then they'll have a string of losses and all of a sudden the motivation to journal just goes out of the window. Have you battled that before? How did you overcome that? How do you stay so disciplined that you could go, you know, I don't know what your strategy consists of, but let's say you go 10, 11 losses on the trot. How are you still being so thorough and motivated to, to continue? Yeah, I think, you know, when it comes to journaling, it, you need to be honest. You need to be honest 
to yourself because if you journal only the good traits, it's like you're lying to yourself. It's the same thing when you're back testing, you know, you back test and you're like, you saw the price actually hit your stop loss and you're like, I'm not going to put that in my journal, you know. The same thing when you journal the losing trade, you're like, mm, it wasn't, no, I'm just not going to put it in there, you know, kind of thing. So you need to be, you're doing it because you want to be honest to yourself. You want to see yourself grow. You're journaling so you could go back. I think that's really the point. So you could go back and you can just analyze, you know, what actually, why I'm not, you know, winning or when you are winning, why I am winning. Like, am I doing something different? Am I feeling different? Am I looking different maybe at the market? Have I found something like a, a I don't know, like a different um, approach when, you know, when I enter or something like that? It's like when you journal, you need to be honest. Like, be mm -hmm. honest with yourself. Otherwise, it's like, you're lying. That's terrible. So, um, yeah, definitely um, honesty. Honesty is a big one. And, you know, sometimes sometimes in a journal, I do this when I'm really like, oh, I was not feeling this trade. You know, I, I know I made a mistake, but I kind of don't want to admit that. Like, oh, I, really, I should admit. <laughs> but, um, no, when it comes to journaling now, I just, I just write it as it is. You know, all mm -hmm. my good trades, all my bad trades, my bad days, my good days, and I just kind of try to figure out why was it a bad day. And uh, because we do, I, I, I trade the way where I react to the market, right? So that's why I have those emotions involved. But if I would just trade a system, you know, like a, a pattern that I trade every single day and I use like limit orders, that would be different. That's, I think, in that strategy, you can kind of switch off your emotions. Um, but when you are trading in the market where you just react to the price all the time, um, then it can get a little bit emotional. But yeah, just stay honest when you journal, just write everything, write the good and bad and all in between. <laughs> mm -hmm. do, do you ever share your journal with anyone? Do you ever have anyone to, to hold you accountable or, or have that terrifying experience of, of showing someone your journal and they just look at you like, what on earth have you been doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't even show my journal, my trading journal to my husband, to be fair, because there's some dark stuff in there, honestly. Oh, yeah. it's like, you know what I found? Also, when I journal, it's like letting the steam out, especially mm. when you've had a bad day, you just go right down. Like, you know, kids were on this. I needed to do, you know, I needed to trade. There was this perfect setup I was waiting for. And then I missed that setup. And then I was trying to get in. You know, I had three losses in a row because I was not patient enough. And, you know, maybe uh, I felt like I'm missing out. There's a deep, deep, dark, dark stuff in there. So I don't think I would ever want to show. Because I think, you know, there can be, look, honestly, there can be journals that I could show if I would just cut out all my emotion stuff. You know, mm. I'd be okay show and share like analysis kind of why trade didn't mm -hmm. work out but I wouldn't share my emotions because I think that's too private like I say sometimes there's just like dark dark stuff you know <laughs> all this happy Anna is actually sometimes just a terrible human being <laughs> that's trading right there that is <laughs> that is trading <laughs> yeah. yeah no so I, I was I was very similar especially um when we first got into trading, obviously the culture of what you see from the outside in trading, you know, people first hear about trading like Wolf of Wall Street stuff, stuff, you're getting involved. It's very different. And we actually go through some very challenging and confronting times, especially if, you, if you're really serious about this market and doing things like that, journaling, and you read pack and you be like, whoa. Uh, and you, you feel it. You feel it internally. You feel it when you write it down. Like sometimes your shoulders do drop. Like you just decompress a little bit and you ran away or whatever it might be 
Um, I was just intrigued to know whether you did have kind of that accountability partner. I know a lot of people go out to get performance coaches. I've, I've spoken to Mandy myself uh, on on the episode a few days ago, who is a performance coach, and that that was her job. It's obviously traders rant, um, and she depicts it. And I was just intrigued to know whether you had that that account. I've I've never had it um, personally. I've I've never had. Uh, very similar to you I'm a bit like I don't really want to share that information that's (laughs) you know you go pretty deep in there and and it it can be confronting Um, that was a curiosity thing from me when let's let's jump back into prop trading retail trading Mm -hmm. let's let's start from the beginning okay when when did you make the jump did you learn to trade retail trading and then make the jump to prop trading or, or was prop trading always prominent in in learning to trade so I started with just a personal account because I started so many years ago, the prop firms were not even like there mm-hmm. or I just didn't know about them. They were not mm-hmm. really, um, you know, advertised that highly. So I didn't really know about them. And, you know, as you start, as we all do, well, most of us, I, I would say definitely 95%, definitely blow the first accounts. You know, that's what I did. And um, I would say, you know, I didn't learn much when I was trading my personal account. And um, to be fair, to be very honest, prop firms are, you know, the reason why I think I am a profitable trader because of their rules, because of the rules they put in place. And I would say because I am now trading with the fibers and because of their low leverage, low drawdown, that's where I think that's what trained me to be even better. That even makes sense because some people think, you know, why why would you not do that on your account? Because on my account, I don't have rules. You know what I mean? Although I treat mm-hmm. it very like it's like a, you know, I don't like seeing drawdowns in there, but I know it's like just part of the business, right? But I'm really, really strict. I'm really strict because it's like that money, um, basically, it comes from prop firms, and then I build my account that way. But that's like another topic. But I think mm-hmm. what prop firms has done to me, um is definitely put me in the position where I am more in control of the account. I am better at risk management. I know how much I can lose. I know when kind of where to stop. I can draw the line, you know, like, let's say, if I want to lose this much, that much. And it just keeps me um, in that kind of control. So that's what the prop firms did. And especially, like I said, fibers, because they, they use low leverage. And it was like a protection for me as well. So, um yeah, as, as interesting it is, the prop firms really made me a better trader. There you go. It's interesting, especially with a lot A lot of people have the opposite outlook. They see, I mean, obviously, I, I, I'm the same as you. I think these um, the restrictions, the risk management team and, and everything with these mm-hmm. accounts is fantastic. It's very similar to what you see over at like uh, JP Morgan Chase or, or anything like mm-hmm. that. I, I think we're, fivers are a little bit more lenient than, than what you get over there. But um, the fact that you see that as a tool or, or mm-hmm. a, as a positive and and mm-hmm. that's refined in in how you're trading did you think that when you first joined no <laughs> no <laughs> not because uh, my first prop from that i joined was uh, fdmo and i and i lost some accounts in there and you know what it was simply because of the leverage because the leverage mm. was massive there you know you and and also honestly I thought 1% is the lowest that you can risk. <laughs> that was years ago, you know, 1%, everybody's talking about 1%, you know, and um, that's why I say like, even now I'm still learning, still going, still learning, still trying to, you know, adapt and just uh, suck in all that knowledge what's out there. Um, mm-hmm. So, but yeah, definitely like 
no, when I started, you know, prop firms, I thought, why do even they have those roles? And, um, and yeah, and I'm honestly really thankful that I did went with the fibers because uh, that definitely, definitely helped me to just trade much safer, you know, trade mm-hmm. better because of the leverage protection. You, and, you, you know, to be fair, the leverage is another topic, my favorite one to talk, you know, when people say you can't trade with one to 10 leverage. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't need that much. But no, definitely. I have uh, tried with FDMO and um, blowed their accounts there as well. And um, and then when I moved to the fibers, instant funding, that's when it was like like a aha moment, I would say also just to realize, you know, you can trade completely differently. You can go with the less risk and you can just take it slow. And, um, and I think also at that point, um, that money side of the trading changed as well, because I thought, you know, you always want to make a lot of money trading because that's what everybody says. Right. And, mm. um, and I think, you know, at the, some, some point, the, the prop firm, the fibers, especially really, uh, changed the way I see, you know, the profits, how, how do we make profits, you know, how we trade and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, but, um. Yeah, Propfirm has made me a better trader. There you go, I said it. <laughs> okay, um, so why do you think, and I don't want to dive too deep <laughs> into, into your emotion here, but why do you have a more carefree um, attitude? Uh, mm-hmm. now, now, it can be a positive and a negative. Now, when you said it earlier, it did come across as a negative, a bit more relaxed, you'll take silly setups. Um, but it can also be a great positive that you're able to pull the trigger when setup comes. Like, you know, you, you're not going to sit there and question yourself. You're able to pull that trigger. So yeah. it, it has positive and negatives. Why do you think, other than the other money being your hard-earned money, why do you think there's such a big difference between your decision-making and your your, your trading between okay. those accounts? Well, this, this is probably <laughs> it's not going to even make sense. But the thing is, I know what I pay for a fee. You know, mm. I know. So that is my money I'm trading with. So that's like 500 you pay for a fee, let's say, right? Mm. So 500, I'm losing only 500, you know, and even there, it's like just my mind thinks, oh, I'm I'm paying 500 to be able to trade, you know, whatever amount, let's say 100K or whatever. And it's just a back of my mind. I always have this, you know, even if I lose 1K, 2K or all account, which is 10K, I actually only lost 500. And mm-hmm. that's, I know what I'm wrong because prop firms, they are business, they are running business. <laughs> and I just feel like I'm the terrible person who's losing their money. Well, it used to be. <laughs> but anyhow, yeah, that's that's how it is. It's just all the time I just feel, you know, my money is that money that I paid for a fee, you know, and then they just given me this chance. I know it's like very selfish, maybe arrogant. I don't know, terrible, right? Really terrible. But like I would never trade the you know recklessly with my own money so mm. yeah there you go it's quite crazy explanation i think <laughs> do you do you feel like you as as your prop firm accounts get bigger and mm. and you move further and further forward do you feel like maybe that that element of oh we're getting a little crazy here needs to be pulled back in like or are you starting to feel it a little bit more as you get these bigger accounts and and start progressing in your career yeah i think uh, especially now when i start to manage more and more money it comes to the point where i'm not that great like that crazy but still like with the prop firms um another thing that if i can say you know like empty um 
not MT5, <laughs> my Forex funds, right? They have mm -hmm. different uh, drawdown rules than um, the, my, the, the fibers. So mm -hmm. with them, it's really hard for me, um, you know, like fibers, if you get super emotional, you can lose everything because, you know, mm -hmm. they have a daily loss. But then with my Forex funds, you have that daily loss that's calculated like from your equity and it's only 5%. You know, so if you decide to go crazy one day, um, you will never lose less, like more than 5% for my Forex funds because they have that drawdown in place. But, yeah. uh, you know, with the fibers, you can lose all the profit and the drawdown. So, but also another thing I want to say, my Forex funds have been a little bit crazy when it comes, if you have, now I'll try explain my best here. If you have a positive running swing trade, and let's say you are 10K in profit, and what that trade does overnight, it goes, let's say you're buying, right? And you're in a big profit. And overnight, the, pre, the price is going down and you're going in the minus, minus, but you're still positive. Let's say you're 10K positive and then it just goes to 5K or 4K. Now, that means with my Forex funds, you lost your account because mm. your daily drawdown actually hit, although you're positive. And I know this doesn't make sense. This is like absolute drawdown and relative drawdown. And yeah. um this got me well once I nearly lost account and you would think how on earth this is happening you know uh, but yeah so there you go it's like two positives and kind of negatives you know it's like a positive thing to have an absolute drawdown but at the same time it can also be if you go crazy crazy you can lose let's say you have six percent profit you can literally use all the six percent in one day and lose it all if you go on a crazy losing spree or something does that make sense I love it uh, no, it does. I, I love it because you're asking to be more restricted. You're yeah. asking, you're asking for more rules to stop you from doing things uh, yeah. like going on tilt and and losing yeah. more money. It's it's yeah. it's funny. It's co the complete opposite of um of what a lot of people are usually asking for. Whereas you're you see all these rules as uh, as guidelines, which yeah. I believe they are. Um, as you mentioned, yeah. there's some that's a bit like okay. Not sure about that one, um, mm -hmm. but that's that's where traders need to do their due diligence in in where they want to spend their money and where they want to actually trade. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I, I love that aspect of you want more restriction. I know. You want <laughs> you want more rules to stop you from making just decisions. Stop me, please, just stop me because you know, to be fair, I had this um, like recently. I got my 160k account with the fibers. I got so excited, got so crazy, like, yay, you know, and I made 6K. And then within mm -hmm. three days, I lost it all, mm -hmm. literally, because I just, you know, and even my equity was like this and then like that. <laughs> and then like, till I climbed back to those 6K. It's like, you can literally <laughs> see where the fear creeped in. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, and you're trying to say I'm a professional trader. Come on. <laughs> it's like, yeah, even traders like me, we can still make money, you know. And and I think it just comes to the point, you know, I realized, oh, no, 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 I cannot do this, you know. And like, in all honesty, I was like, whoa, Anna, like, you need to stop. And um, actually, yesterday, yesterday was the day when I went through my journal. Oh, I wouldn't show it to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't show it to anyone because it was just terrible, you know. And um, and that's why I said excitement can be a very, very dangerous emotion to go with, especially mm. when it comes to trading bigger funds because you're like, oh, I'm making all this money, you know. Yeah. Like suddenly you're just everything changes because like for me, I'm, I'm always trying to 
when I start to trade, like every day, I'm like, I'm not looking at money. Like money doesn't matter. What matters is process. What matters is like me growing, me taking better trades, me understanding market better, me actually knowing what's going on, like and being in control when it comes to being involved within the market. So it's like, I'm trying to switch off these, you know, things that makes me a terrible trader, like excitement, like money, you know, like this greediness and all that kind of stuff. Just try to switch it off and focus on process, focus on being better trader, focus on mm. understanding the market better and that kind of stuff. So yeah, but yeah. we do make mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> no, we do. We do day in, day out. And uh, yeah, yeah uh, everywhere, uh, no matter how professional you are, mistakes, there's always room for error. And I think that element is what keeps most people disciplined because, you know, experienced traders, whether you've gone through big losses, blowing accounts early days, you know that you're just a couple clicks away from losing everything uh, from that element. We're in a risk on business. So yeah. staying disciplined within there is, is, is very important in, in how you do that. Throughout your trading journey, how long has it been? How long have you been trading for? Oh, it's been a long time. <laughs> It's actually, it's been very long. Like I started the first time I started, like long story short, when I was 19, we found a course, me and my husband, well, not husband at the time, but anyhow, we yeah. found a course that was like in person, but mm -hmm. very quickly our dreams were like, no, we're not going to be traders because you needed a lot of money to start to trade with. And I mean, two broke students, <laughs> we couldn't afford anything. And then we moved to Scotland where we stay now and um, obviously got better jobs and all that kind of stuff. And, um, and one day I just like Googled, how can I make money online? And again, yeah. Forex came up with, and, um, and I started to learn and uh, obviously did the wrong, all wrong things because this time we actually had money, which was a bad thing because if you have money, uh, then you lose account <laughs> 500 on 500 on, you know, then, yeah. then, then you think, oh, maybe I put a thousand on, maybe things will change. Well, no, they don't. You still don't, <laughs> honestly. And, um, no, and I think most traders are embarrassed to talk about it, but I think it's just part of the journey, you know, losing mm. accounts is just part of the journey and you just learn as you go. And then, um, for, I would say good five years, I started to actually really learn, learn yep. to the point where, you know, you would actually study. You wouldn't just be like, you know, opening, clicking the button, sell by, sell by without like, oh, you know, like a gambling way, you yeah. know? So, uh, no, so for five years, I've been actually, you know, learning, studying. And then the last three years, I would say I have been in full time. So for the past three years, I have been able to make money with trading. So there mm. you go. Always, um, yeah, always been in Forex. Always been in a forex, although I did try the binary option, I think it is, where you like click buy and then within yeah. 30 seconds, if it's like the price goes there, then you, but that was like, um, I don't think it's legal now. I don't know, but no, like I just stick to the forex and uh, never tried anything else. Yeah. So forex is the way. <laughs> uh, okay, so, so your journey's gone for a while now and now... Well, what's led you to being here is you've got a YouTube account. You're prominent on social media. What's mm -hmm. drawn you to to starting to share your journey and share your processes with with the world? Oh, that's this question I was being really scared that you could ask. Why? Why share? Why share my journey? And um, to be honest, I share because I want <laughs> to share the reality. Social media is such a fake, fake, fake world. Like we see Lambos, we see these huge houses. Do we see like mums of four traders? No, we don't. But, you know, I am one. And 
and I think people just get it wrong. You people think traders need to make six figures, seven mm. figures. Why cannot a trader make, let's say, I don't know, a couple of hundred dollars a month a month and just be sustained that way and just, you know, grow slowly? Like I think Forex is such a uh, angers me even this a little bit. It's just so fake. And I just wanted to share my journey just to show like a truthful and honest trader trying to trade and and that's why for me it's important to also like share that I have failed like I shared I failed bootcamp account um with a bit of truth you know within this industry so hopefully hopefully I'm you know making my way there and just people will get inspired and they will see you know you don't need to actually you know make the six figures you can make I don't know minimum wage and just be content with that you know so Fantastic. So, yeah. so where where can people reach you? Where's the best place to if we want to see more from you, they want to reach out to you and have a chat to you. Where where's the best place for them to go? They can go to Instagram or they can go to YouTube. My YouTube Forex Anna FX. That's my mm -hmm. YouTube channel. I don't even know my <laughs> YouTube channel name. How bad is that? I will. Uh, I'll have it in all the descriptions. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And then my Instagram is like iKirsty.Anna. And then, yeah, because it's a funny starting because I'm Latvian. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> Just put a link in the description. That's the easiest way. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thank you for joining me, Anna. It's been an absolute pleasure. And I appreciate you sharing your experience and getting emotional with uh, with us and, and really diving into what trading is really like. I do appreciate it. You got me there in the beginning of the <laughs> the beginning of the conversation you just got me there you like literally i felt the knife <laughs> through my chest like oh you just got me there but no it's been a pleasure thank you so much thank for having me really appreciate your time so thank you so much you've been listening to traders of money the podcast that helps you better understand the financial markets become a better trader better investor and be more profitable Traders of Money is brought to you by Trade Delicious. Join your host, Jordan Mellor, next time on Traders of Money. <laughs>